Welcome to Epiphany Church. My name is Pastor Derek Parks, and I have the privilege of serving as the lead pastor here. And it is my joy and privilege to welcome you today to our gathering. And so I want to welcome you to week two of our series called The Middle, Life in Transition. Last week, we looked at the life of Job in a sermon that I titled The Middle of Suffering. We said that if you're going to navigate the middle, then you had to know three things. The first thing that you needed to know was that God has a plan. In the midst of transition, that's the most important thing for you to know is that God is in control and that he is making everything work out for your good according to his purposes. Next, we said that you need to know what is above your pay grade. We go about life, especially in the midst of crisis, trying to figure out what God is doing. We go through life trying to figure out what's happening and trying to predict the future. But God says that that stuff is above your pay grade. The last thing we learned through the life of Job is that we have to know the difference between hearing and seeing. In the midst of transition, what you need to know is that what God has said stands superior to what you might see in front of you. And so we walk through that. And, and this week, we're going to look at the life of the great patriarch Abraham. And we're going to see about his life in a message that I'm titling The Middle of Sacrifice. And so buckle up, hold on tight, and turn with me to Genesis chapter 22. I've got my Bible right here. I pray that you have yours with you, whether it's on your iPad or your iPhone or whatever device you might be watching this from. Uh, and we're going to read from Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, all the way through verse 8. And so read with me, if you will. It says, after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he called him by his name. Isn't that good to know that God knows you by your name? And Abraham responded, he said, here I am. And God said to him, he said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him up there as a burnt sacrifice on one of the mountains that I will tell you about. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. It says that he split the wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in the distance. And then Abraham said to the young men, he said, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over to worship. Then we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. And in his one hand, he took the fire and the other hand, he took the knife. And the two of them walked on together. Then Isaac spoke to his father, Abraham, and said, my father, to which Abraham responded, here I am, my son. And Isaac said, he said, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered him. He said, God will provide 
the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Then the two of them walked on together. Father, I pray that you would bless your word. God, bless those who are hearing the word today. And God, I pray that this word might be transformative for our lives and for our hearts today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. I want to submit this idea to us today that if we're going to navigate the middle, then you have to know how to make sacrifices. If you're going to navigate the middle, then you have to know how to make sacrifices. See, navigating the middle means accepting God's test. Verse 1 tells us this, that after these things, God tested Abraham. We need to begin to see the middle as the testing ground for our faith. As we are navigating through life in transition, many of us are in the midst of so many different transitions right now. I can't tell you the number of phone calls I received this week about people who are in the middle of transition, folks who were supposed to be graduating this year and now the schools have canceled graduation and people who have been working jobs and now those jobs have have laid them off because of what's going on in our world right now. Many people who were supposed to be getting married soon and now their life has been put on hold and, and they find themselves in the midst of transition. But we need to know this. We need to know this one thing about God is that when God puts us in the middle, he's putting us on the testing ground of our faith. You see, the middle is where your faith is proven. The middle is where your hope is tested. The middle is the place where your love is scrutinized. And the middle, I want you to understand this very clearly, the middle is God's military testing grounds. You see, military testing grounds are places where the military will test their weapons. It's a place secluded somewhere off in the wilderness somewhere. And we know about wildernesses from the life of Jesus, but the military will do these things in the middle of some, some place that's far off and they will test their weapons. They'll bomb things and they'll blow things up with these weapons that they're trying to test. But the military testing grounds, there are places where they blow things up in order to test the effectiveness of their weapons. So if you're going to be effective for God, then you must be able to endure through the middle because the middle is God's testing ground. See, you have to be willing to have some things in your life be blown up. And that's the case for many of us right now. So many things have been blown up and we don't know exactly what's going on. But we have to know this is that if we're going to navigate the middle, then we have to trust and accept God's testing. Let me make it a little bit clearer for you. If you're going to be an effective weapon for the kingdom of God, then you've got to make some sacrifices. See, I want you to see this, and I want you to understand this, is is the middle places us in a situation where our priorities are tested. Being in the middle places us in a place where we have to uh, evaluate exactly what it is that we value. 
And so if you're in the middle right now and, and you're saying, God, I don't know what's going on and I don't know exactly what to do. God is saying to you, just as he said to Abraham that we're going to find out that I want you to test what your priorities are. And so as we're going through this, here's what you got to see. God needed to test Abram to see if he trusted in the promise more than he trusted in the provider. See, you, you, you probably don't understand what I'm saying. So let me give you a little bit of context so that you can understand the content of what I'm saying to you. In this passage here, we see that Abraham's being told to go and to sacrifice his son. Now, Abraham received the promise from God, and, and for 25 years, Abraham was waiting on the promise from God, and finally, he received this promise of a son. And now that he has this son, here's God telling him to go and sacrifice the very son that God had promised to him and that he had waited on for so long. And here's what happened. God needed to test. And the word here used for testing is a word that means to prove. But as my old Hebrew professor used to say, he said, it's a word that means to smell. He said, God was sniffing Abraham to see if he was good for fruit. See, what we need to know is that God will often pull us out of the refrigerator to see if we are still good for use. And so what happened here in this passage, Abraham was tested by God and God was saying to him, do you trust in the promise more than you trust in the provider? And see, many of us are trusting in the promise of God, but we're not trusting in the promise keeper. See, you, you probably don't understand this, but the reality is, is that you can idolize the promise. See, if, if you heard the promise of a new job, then now you'll be more focused on the promise of a new job than you are on the fact that God is the one who is sustaining you and providing for you all this time. You may have heard God promise you a spouse. And now you become more focused on the relationship that you're currently in instead of focusing on the relationship that you have with God the Father. And so what God does is he puts you in a position where he wants to test whether or not you trust him more than you trust in the promise. So God is saying to us today, whatever situation you might find yourself in, don't idolize the promise, but worship the promise keeper. And so here's Abraham's response to God's testing him. Abraham responds by saying, here I am. See, you have to be ready to accept God's testing if you're going to navigate the middle. And, and here's why Abraham could respond by saying, here I am. It's because he trusted in the great I am. See, the only way that you can respond by saying, God, here I am, in the, even in the middle, the only reason that you can respond by saying, God, here I am, whatever it is that you want me to do, God, I'll do it, God. Whatever it is that you say for me to do, God, I'll do it. Whatever place that you want me to go, God, I'll go. Even while your life is in transition, the only way you're able to do that is if you trust in the great I am. And so I wish I had some folks who were listening today who trusted in the great I am and who were able to respond by saying, God, whatever it is you tell me to do, wherever you tell me to go, God, wherever it is that you say for me to do, God, I will do it. And so 
we've got to see this, just like Abraham saw, that navigating the middle means trusting in God's character. Verse 2, he tells him, he says, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah to offer him there as a burnt sacrifice on one of the mountains that I will tell you about. So here's what happened. Abraham, he responded to God's testing. He accepted the testing of God. And he went up to the mountain because he trusted in the character of God. I want you to see this. I want you to imagine being Abraham and waiting 20 plus years to receive a promise from God. And then after receiving it, God tells you to sacrifice it. See, if you are in the middle, sometimes you've got to know that you have to sacrifice some things in order to get where God is calling you to go. And see, what happened here is Abraham, he saw this promise. Abraham, he heard of the character of God because of his relationship with him. And he went up to this mountain to sacrifice and offer up his only son. Now, this is interesting here because it says of Isaac, it calls him his only son. Now, if you know the story of Abraham, Abraham had another son uh, who, who wasn't the son of the promise. Abraham had, like many of us, he had stepped outside of the will of God in order to try to obtain something that God had promised him because he wasn't trusting in the character of God. And so many of you right now might be wandering around and trying to step outside of the, the plan of God for your life because you aren't fully trusting in the character of God. And I want to encourage you today, don't veer to the left or to the right, but stay the course and lean into the promise of God and trust in his character. See, Abraham, he, he waited here. He, he, he's being told, he said, go and take your only son, the son of the promise, who you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him up there. And so what we see here is we see God telling Abraham to offer his son as a sacrifice, and yet Abraham was able to trust in God, even though it meant him sacrificing the thing that he loved the most. Are you willing to make sacrifices to obey God? Are you willing to sacrifice the things that you love the most in order to obey God? See, many of us, we hold on to things that we love and we never get to the place where God is calling us to go. And as many successful people have said, I, I looked up this quote and there were so many people who said it. It says that success goes to those who are willing to make great sacrifices. And so if you're going to achieve what God wants you to achieve, guess what? It's going to call you to make some sacrifices in your life. And, and many of us right now are in the face of that. We're, we're finding places where we have to make sacrifices in order to move forward. Some of us have lost our jobs, and, and that means that we've got to cut back on some stuff. Some of us have been in a position where we got our hours cut, and so we have to, we have to make some sacrifices in order to make it through. And, and some of us have, have, uh, have uh, our, our 
jobs and, and our education upheld and, and held back because of the virus that's going on. And we need to make some sacrifices in order to make it through. But if you're going to navigate the middle, guess what? You've got to know how to make sacrifices. And so what is it that God is calling you to sacrifice today? While you're in the middle, see, I, I want us to see this, that, that this, this middle that we're in, this, this season that we find ourselves in, this wilderness season that we're in, God is calling some of us to put away some things that we've trusted in for too long. See, God is calling us to reevaluate some things that we've loved so much. Because God wanted to test Abraham to see if he loved the promise more than he loved the promise keeper. But Abraham made it clear that he trusted in the character of God more than he trusted in the promise. And so Abraham was able to go on, and and it says here in the passage, it says that he went up, and as he was navigating, as he was going to the place where God told him, it said that on the third day he looked up and he saw the place in the distance. See, when you're in the middle, sometimes you can see the other side of the promise, but it's at a distance. And God is saying to you today through his word, he's saying that if you keep going in the direction that I'm telling you to go, you will ultimately make it to the place where I'm calling you to go. And so here's what Abraham did. He told the men, he said, stay here with the donkey and the boy and I are going to go over and we're going to worship. And then we'll come back to you. I want you to notice that Abraham knew that they both were going to come back. And Abraham knew that they both were going to come back simply because he trusted in the character of God. See, Abraham knew that God was not a man that he should lie. And so if God told Abraham, he says in in chapter 15 of Genesis, he says, I'm going to make you a great nation and that your offspring will be more than the stars in the sky and more than the sand of the sea. That's what God promised to Abraham. And so as Abraham was navigating through that, even when he got to the place where God told him to sacrifice the very thing that God had promised him, Abraham trusted in the character of God and he knew that God would not fall back on his promises simply because of the character of God. So Abraham had come to trust God and he had come to know the character of God. And it allowed him to make this statement here that the boy and I will return. See, I want you to see this. Abraham, he tells them here that this word that he uses here for come back, he tells them in, in, in verse five, he says, he says, stay here and the boy and I will return and worship, but we'll come back. This word here has the sense of returning or turning back. When Abraham told them that we would come back, this word has a deeper sense of coming back from dying. And so what Abraham understood, Abraham believed in the resurrection and he knew that even if God were to take away the promise from him, that God would be able to raise the sacrifice, raise, raise him back up from the dead and that they both would come back. Abraham believed that God would allow the he wouldn't allow the promise to die. And that's what allowed him to be willing to sacrifice the promise. 
Abraham had his mind fixed on the promise of God because even though he had believed that God would keep the promise, he knew the character of God, so he was able to fix his mind on God's promises. And so that's my last idea for you today is that if you're going to navigate the middle, then you have to have your eyes fixed on God's promises. See, in the middle... You have to keep your mind fixed there. In the middle, you've got to focus on what God has said to you. In the middle, you've got to keep your eyes fixed on the thing that God has said to you. In the middle, you've got to know exactly who God is and what he's promised you. And so I want to encourage you today. I hope that My hope is that this message would encourage you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. My, my hope is that this message will encourage you today to know that God will keep his promises, that you can trust in his character, and that you will be able to accept the testing of God even while you're in the middle because you know that the middle is the place where God will prove you and the middle is the place where God will shape you. You know that the middle is the place where God will guide you. You know that the middle is the place where God will do everything that he promised to you. See, the middle is all about formation. See, it's in our wilderness seasons, in the middle, where God forms us, he shapes us. It's in the middle where God directs us and he guides us. And so I want you to see the conclusion of this here. In verse 6, it says that Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and he laid it on his son Isaac. In his hand, he took the fire and the knife, and the two of them walked on together. Then Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, My father, and he replied, Here I am, my son. Hear this question that Isaac asked. He says, The fire I see, and the wood I see too, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham replied, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. See, I want you to see the great faith of Abraham here. The great faith of Abraham is that he believed in the promise of God, even when that promise was put into danger. See, many of us, we see sometimes the promise slipping away from us and we begin to doubt. Many of us, the promise doesn't seem to formulate the way that we think it should formulate, and we start to doubt. But I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that this story of Abraham's faith points to the story of a greater story that was to come. You see, when God the Father, one day, he would sacrifice his only son. See, but in this story, God the Father, it, he would not stay his knife of sacrifice. In this story to come, God would not hold back his hand of wrath against his son. In this story, God would not withhold his wrath and the punishment of sin from his son. In this story, God would not stop the sacrifice of his only son because he knew that in that sacrifice, it would bring salvation for you and for me. 
So if you're watching today and you don't know about Jesus, I want to tell you all about this Jesus who one day, 2,000 years ago, was sacrificed on a cross by his father. One day, 2,000 years ago, he hung between two thieves. And as he hung between those two thieves, he found himself in the middle of social distancing. He found himself in between one who doubted him and one who would believe in him. And many of you might be in that same position right now. You might find yourself in social distancing. You might find yourself in between two thoughts and ideas, one where you're trusting in the promise of God and the other where you're doubting in the promise of God. But I want to encourage you today to know that you have a Savior who knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're feeling. He knows exactly what is burdening your heart. And I want you to surrender your life to that Savior. I want you to surrender your life to that Jesus, the one who knows exactly what you're going through, the one who bore your infirmities on his body, the one who bore the weight of your sin on his back. And you, all you have to do is put your faith and trust in him. First John 1 9 says that if you confess your sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And so I want to encourage you today, family. If you don't know Jesus today, I want you to receive him as your savior. Maybe you're in the middle right now, just like all of us. We're in the middle right now. And we know that the only way that we'll make it out of the middle, the only way that we'll navigate through the middle is that if we put our trust in the one who made the ultimate sacrifice for us, and his name is Jesus Christ. And so I won't lie to you. Following Jesus means that you have to make some sacrifices. Following Jesus means that you're going to have to count the costs. Following Jesus means that you might lose some friends. Following Jesus means that some of your family members might even turn their backs on you. Following Jesus means that the people who you hold the nearest and dearest to you might betray you. But God makes this promise to us through Jesus. He says that everyone who was given up mother and father and sister and brother for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold in the life now and in the life to come. So Jesus promises us a life of abundance. He promises us a life of of more. And I want you to have a life of more right now. And that's not talking about stuff, but that's talking about a depth of relationship with the only one who's able to sustain you and to move your life forward. And so once you place your faith and trust in Jesus today, he's calling you. And so we want to pray for you right now. We've got people who are online who are willing to respond to you right now, who are part of our, our church family. They'll respond to you right now. And if, and if you've made a decision, uh, we'll have some steps for you to follow right after this where you can be followed up with by one of our Wonder Team members who will walk you through what it means to have a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we're just overjoyed. We're so excited about what God is going to do in your life. And I know that sounds crazy to be excited in the midst of a global pandemic, but guess what? God is still in the business of saving lives, even in the midst of a global pandemic. His arm is not short that he cannot reach you, nor is his ear deaf that he cannot hear you. So you might be crying out right now, and I want you to know 
that you have a God who hears you. Father, I pray that you would bless these, your people. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, God, who doesn't know you today, God. I pray that they might come into a life-giving relationship with you today, Jesus. God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, God, who may be wondering, how can I take some next steps? God, I pray that you would help them to know what they must do to be saved, God. And I pray, God, that we would walk alongside them, God. I pray that our church family, God, would wrap our arms around them, even in the midst of social distancing when we can't be around one another. God, we can still wrap our arms around each other. We can still live woven. And so, Father, I pray by your grace and by your spirit, God, that you would move on our lives. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Blessings to you all. We love you guys. If you've got time, jump into our Encounter Epiphany Zoom call that's going to happen right after this. We love you guys. Grace and peace.